This is episode 394 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Build a Stockpile of Survival Alcohol. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. If you'd like to get some more information on it, click on the link in the show notes or come on over to ThePrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, also, I want to let you know that I did release a weekly Watchman. Now, for those of you that are new, I know that there's always new people listening to the podcast, and I'm very grateful for that. Thank you so much. But uh, in the past, and it's been a while since July, I uh, would go ahead and gather a lot of the prophecy teachers out there, and uh, I would put them in one big post because I listened to all of them. And so I just thought, you know, there's a lot of other people that want to listen to them as well. And uh, there are. I mean, you know, there's just a lot of people that would that like to listen to them. So I would just put them all together in one. It just recently I haven't been doing it with as busy as I, I have been. But, you know, there's a, a couple of great uh, uh, videos here recently that I wanted to share out. And so I did go ahead and create one. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And so if you want to go, um, it's about, you know, six or seven different videos from prophecy teachers and just with a lot of great information. So for those of you that are Christians, for those of you that are believers, a lot of great information there for you. I would really uh, point you to the one by Jacob Prash. He's talking about the situation in South Africa, and really it is signs for us to be looking out for, not just in South Africa, but here in America as well. So it's very interesting. But for those of you, um, even if you are a Christian, but maybe you're not a Christian, one of the things that these prophecy teachers do is they bring out current events and news that you're not going to see a lot of the times in mainstream, or definitely you're not going to see in mainstream media, but then you're also not going to see it a lot of the times in alternative news. And so it's a great way to stay up on current events that's really not getting a lot of airtime or, you know, writing time or whatever, you know, podcast time, whatever out there. Um, it's a great way to keep up on that. So I'm going to link to it in the show notes and you can go check that out if you'd like. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from thesimpleprepper.com, and the article is entitled, Which Alcohol is Best for Preppers? Now, there are you know a lot of multi-uses for alcohol, and we talk a lot about items that you can use multiple different ways, and alcohol is one of those items. So let's go ahead and jump in and look at all the different ways you can use alcohol. During a long-term disaster situation, you're going to need more than just a 72-hour bag or a three-day supply of emergency food. These provisions are incredibly important and should be the foundation of any prepper stockpile. In addition to the basics, every prepper should consider a supply of alcohol to add to their emergency stash. Even if you don't drink, a sizable stash of alcohol can make a huge difference during a long-term survival situation. Although alcohol might seem like a bit of a frivolous and superfluous item to stockpile, its wide array of uses and high value make it an excellent resource for any prepper. So why every prepper needs an alcohol stockpile? Here are some 
reasons. Number one, alcohol is a disinfectant. When you disinfect an item, you kill many of the small microorganisms and pathogens that could make you sick. Although this is different from sterilization in which you eliminate all microbes, it is an incredibly useful thing to be able to do when dealing with dirty wounds or unclean medical supplies. You can also use alcohol to wash your hands or to clean surfaces. Generally, you can use alcohol that is more than 35% ABV, that stands for alcohol by volume, or 70 proof to disinfect wounds in tools. To do so, you'll want a supply of vodka, brandy, rum, gin, or pure vanilla extract as other alcohols often do not have a high enough ABV. Another reason is alcohol has medicinal uses. In addition to its disinfecting abilities, alcohol has a wide array of medicinal uses. Before the advent of modern medicine, alcohol was used as everything from a painkiller to a cough syrup. While alcohol can be a useful medicinal substance on its own, it can also be used to create a wide array of tinctures, that is, herbal remedies where the herbs are concentrated in a mixture of alcohol and water. Traditionally, tinctures were used in the absence of pharmaceuticals as they can be used to suppress coughs and alleviate blisters along with other things. Another reason is that alcohol is valuable. While gold and steel prices may fluctuate, it's unlikely that we'll ever see alcohol prices go down in our lifetime. Alcohol is a prized commodity whose value is well accepted in many communities. Even if you don't drink, you can understand that there are many people who would barter some pretty useful supplies for a bottle of alcohol in an emergency situation. If you stockpiled alcohol, you might have a huge upper hand in trading negotiations when it comes to acquiring food or other important items. Hey guys, let me just uh, make a quick comment on here. There's a, always, you know, those articles that come that talk about bartering and all that kind of stuff. Um, definitely, when you listen to the or or you read the prepper fiction novels out there, there's always barter communities that pop up, right? But you don't want to focus so much on bartering things until you make sure you have your preps in place for everything else. Sometimes I think that people, you know, they talk about bartering and so they go out and they buy all these things and they have the stock room of, of things to barter when they really haven't been taking care of all the other things that are more important for preparedness. If things were ever to get crazy and we needed to barter it would be something that would happen down the line. I mean, I'm not saying that you could barter here and there, a couple of items here and there, but where it really gets to the point where you're really, really bartering, that's going to be down the road after the poop hits the fan and things finally settle down and it gets established. And you might not have even survived all that. So there's people who are like stockpiling all these things to barter where instead they should be focusing on their preps and making sure that they have food storage and all that good stuff and then focus on that, right? Um, I just wanted to throw that out there because you hear a lot about that in the preparedness community. All right, so let's go ahead and continue on. Another reason to have alcohol is it's a distraction. During an emergency situation, we certainly want to be alert and capable of handling anything that might happen. But what if that emergency turns into weeks or months long disaster scenarios? All of the stress and worry that comes with living in a long-term emergency situation can take a serious toll on even the most dedicated preppers, their families, and their friends. 
Although there are quite a few ways to relieve stress, a simple yet enjoyable method for a group of adults can be to have a nice evening drink to relax and unwind. Having a stash of alcohol might be a huge morale booster when you need it most. I know a lot of people would have a problem with that because they want to make sure that you're going to be aware, you know, and uh, of all the situations that are going on there if the poop has really hit the fan. All right. uh, Another reason alcohol can start a fire. Perhaps one of the most useful characteristics of alcohol is its flammability. Of course, as with using it as a disinfectant, alcohol shouldn't be your first choice for starting or sustaining a fire, but it certainly does work in a pinch. One should take care with this method as it can be extremely dangerous if performed incorrectly. To start a fire with alcohol, you can soak a small item like toilet paper, cereal boxes, or the like in your alcohol of choice, keeping in mind that the higher proof alcohols work better. Then, place the soaked item amongst the kindling or coals before lighting the fire. Although we certainly do not recommend pouring alcohol on an active fire, Using it before the fire starts can be a great way to light wet wood in an emergency when done properly. All right, so what to consider for your alcohol stockpile? Now let's discuss what kinds of alcohol you should have. Not all alcohol is made equal as you likely already know. Thus, in an emergency scenario, it's important that you have the right kinds on hand for whatever you might face. There are a number of factors that will determine what kind of alcohol are the most useful to a prepper. The main characteristics we're we're interested in when it comes to deciding what alcohol is worth stockpiling are, number one, it's ABV, or alcohol by volume, proof, and alcohol percentage are all fancy ways of discussing how much alcohol is in a given container. Roughly speaking, wines, beers, and liqueurs tend to have the lowest ABV count, while spirits and moonshine have the most. The ABV of the alcohol use stockpile is important for a number of reasons. Perhaps the most important reason to consider an alcohol's ABV is that only alcohol with an ABV percentage of more than 35% can be used for first aid wound cleaning. Anything lower will just make your, your wound dirty. Thus, if you choose to stockpile lower ABV booze, be sure to have at least a bottle or two of the stronger stuff. The second thing to consider is longevity or expiration. We've all heard tales about someone finding a 100-year-old bottle of fine French wine in their basement and about how amazing it is to drink. Fine wine only gets better with age, right? While this may be true of some of the nicest and best preserved wines for the most part, lower ABV alcohols don't tend to last very long before spoiling. This is important to consider when stockpiling alcohol as you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're trying to barter expired Baileys for food or emergency supplies. Plus, you don't want to have to continuously buy more alcohol for your stockpile as it expires. Beer generally lasts only a year or two maximum when unopened and red wine can last anywhere from one year to decades if of high quality and stored properly. Coolers and liqueurs, particularly those that contain cream, have expiration dates on the bottle that need to be adhered to. Roughly speaking, higher ABV alcohols, such as spirits and moonshine, can last indefinitely, even when open. This is why we would recommend stockpiling only hard alcohol with ABV greater than 35, but ideally 40. Guys, there's a 
there's a video here. Um, I guess a guy who owns a bar or whatever, he's talking about uh, does alcohol go bad, stale, or expired. He's talking a little bit about that and talking about uh, why the, the harder liquors are better, uh, you know, that they don't actually go bad, right? You know, when I was reading this section, I was thinking about uh, a cruise trip that we took years and years ago. And uh, they were sampling, if you've ever been on a cruise, they'll sample different liqueurs out there. And there was this one, and I don't know what it was, but it was awesome. And they just give you a little sample, but it had like a cream mixed in. And so half the bottle was a cream and the other bottom, the half was, I don't know what it was. But then when you pour it out, it, it mixes for you. And it was really, really great. And so, uh, man, I just remembering that one, I just don't remember the name of it. I mean, it was pretty cool. All right, so another thing to consider is price. Let's be honest here. Alcohol can be expensive, particularly when it comes to spirits. A quality scotch, single malt, can be significantly more expensive than a domestically available blend like Jack Daniels. For many preppers, it's important to consider the bang for your buck factor of whatever alcohol you buy. Lower quality spirits and moonshine will often be the best price per unit of alcohol, so a few crates of those are definitely worth acquiring. That being said, it's also worth investing in at least a bottle or two of something nice as it could become a very useful bartering tool down the line. With these three factors in mind, let's move into an assessment of the various types of alcohol by their overall prepper stockpile value. So the prepper alcohol type assessment, beer. Beer is perhaps one of the least useful stockpiling alcohols. While it may seem cheap, it actually has a relatively high cost per unit of alcohol. Moreover, since it is so low in ABV, 3-9% to on average, it has few uses besides as a beverage. Plus, beer doesn't last very long, 6 months to 2 years, so it's not, a gr- it's not great for stockpiling in the event of an emergency. While a cold beer is certainly a nice drink at the end of a long day, it has little value as a prepper commodity. Then wine. Similar to beer, wine is not the best stockpiling alcohol. It might have a slightly higher ABV, 9 to 18%, but even that's not enough to be a disinfectant for wounds. Wine can also be quite expensive per unit of alcohol, and unless it's a nice red wine, it doesn't last terribly long. That being said, if you wanted to invest in a few bottles of very nice wine, it could be worth it as a bartering tool. Some bottles do consistently increase in value, but you'll have to spend a pretty penny to acquire one in the first place. And then liqueurs. Liqueurs are similar to spirits in a lot of ways, but they have some very important differences. The most important difference between a spirit and a liqueur is that liqueurs have added sugar and often added cream. This means that most of them have shelf lives of up to two years and generally have lower ABVs, 15 to 45%. They tend not to be useful for medicinal purposes either, so they're not really a great option. However, if you like them, it is possible to find higher ABV, longer lifespan liqueurs out there, but you probably have to forego the Baileys. And then spirits. We've been hinting at it throughout this article, but spirits are generally your best bet when it comes to stockpiling alcohol. Spirits tend to have high alcohol percentage, 35 to 55%, and they can last indefinitely when unopened or when opened and kept in ideal conditions in an airtight container. Plus, their high ABV often makes them great for first aid purposes. When it comes to spirits, however, it can be difficult to choose a particular type. 
whiskey, vodka, and rum tend to be the go-to options for most preppers as they are well-known and appreciated by most of the general public. If you're limited in what you can stockpile, consider acquiring a good amount of cheap vodka, which tends to be high in ABV, and a few bottles of nice whiskey. This will ensure that you have some alcohol for practical uses and some for bartering. And then there's moonshine. The final category of alcohol we'll look at is moonshine, typically 70 to 90% ABV. Moonshine is a great disinfectant. That being said, your body treats anything above 90% alcohol as basically poison, so it's not the most drinkable of beverages. It also tends to be quite cheap per unit, so it's got some great bang for your buck quality to it. However, most people can't drink moonshine, so don't think that it has any real bartering value. It might be worth keeping a bottle, though, as it lasts indefinitely and is great for medicinal purposes. So the verdict. At the end of the day, an alcohol stockpile can be incredibly useful in a long-term emergency scenario. With its many uses, alcohol is certainly worth having on hand. So really, you just need to decide what kinds you're going to acquire. Regardless of what you choose, be sure to consider the ABV, that's the alcohol by volume, longevity, and price of any alcohol you might stockpile. It could certainly make a difference down the line. All right, guys. So uh, interesting article there. Definitely one that a topic that we haven't approached uh, on the podcast. Um, One of the things that, um, you know, that is relevant to me here in this article is the tinctures. If you've never made one of those before, definitely using, you know, vodka with that is something that you would want to do. And, you know, I've talked about the uh, the one that I've made, you know, more like the winter time that kind of keep you healthy, the echinacea, the hot echinacea uh, one that uh, tincture that I've made before, and uh, you know I used vodka for that, and definitely was one of those that uh, you know uh, was valuable. And so if you are into herbs or you think that in the future if the poop hits the fan and you are growing herbs and there are certain herbs that you know are beneficial for you and for your family you might want to make some tinctures and you might want to have some vodka some high proof vodka around so that you can make those tinctures so there's different ways of making it and all that kind of stuff and there's some people that don't like to use uh vodka or alcohol in those cases they use glycerin but uh you know vodka is one of those cheap you know cheap alcohols out there that you can use for your tinctures so that's the one that probably would speak the most to me. I probably would not be uh, stockpiling alcohol to barter. So that's not something that I would wind up doing. But uh, you know, to each their own. And you might be a person who uh, believes in it. And there might be a lot of people around you that you believe would greatly benefit from that. But again, when we talk about bartering, make sure that you get you get your preps first, you get all that taken care of, and then start adding to your bartering a stockpile, right? And uh, make sure you take care of all of that. All right, guys, that is it for episode 394. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to the Prepper website, podcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.